Hey guys, it's Ralph Blaskett here. Welcome to episode number two of the Explore More podcast, season number two. I am so glad that you could join with me and Lorenzo Seabrook in this episode. What you're going to find here as we get dig into the next episode is that it's a continuation of the previous episode, episode number one. And, but except what we did is that we switched to a new topic, a topic around equity and the space beyond. So you're about to listen to uh, episode number two, Equity and the Space Beyond, right now. Evolution of humanity, evolution of society, right? If we could package up what we know now in this vein of, of where we are, right? We, we've talked about, you know, like especially in technology, how some so many technology has lowered the barrier of entry, right? So if we can package up this introspective need and how positive it is on the individual and therefore on the society, on the culture, if we could package it up and lower the barrier of entry, right, into the K through 12, for example, because we've said that before. can only imagine the potential unfolding and, and, and you know, the only word that's coming to mind for me is beauty mm. that would unfold as a result of K through 12 in their own way attaching to this whole introspective purpose, intent, um, inclusiveness. The beauty defined as an authentic representation of self, right? We, we talked about midlife crisis. We talked about, you know, a great pause and everyone coming to themselves because of an external factor. But if we can trigger that without the need of a pandemic, if we can trigger that at the lowest levels, lowest levels, of our society and our children um, to have that skill, right? This is all skill development, right? If they can have that skill and they can carry that skill and their parents or the, their, their persons who watch over them to be able to help nurture and support that as they, they go on to grow um, up as you know, adolescents and, and young adults and adults, the beauty becomes a complete or nearest to complete authentic self showing up in the world um, and seeking, you know, this, this might be my addition to that, and seeking an inclusive wholeness of society, right? Not a one-sidedness or one particular part of society and some particular type of power, right? But an inclusiveness. Again, I acknowledge that the last part is an addition by Ralph Blasky. Yes, oh, I, but I, that, that addition, man, we can put a lever on that so many ways, right? So now you're saying there has to be a willingness to be open. Yes. To, to open this, this book of, of possibilities for one to grow. Yes grow in a manner that we're all on equal footing 
a matter of fact, you probably didn't say that, but that's what I'm adding. Yes. But the willingness has to be there. And I'll argue that I think the willingness, if we can bring that down, right, from all what we just talked about and bring it into the lowest barrier of entry, if we can bring that down into K through 12, I'll argue that that type of um, introspective look will result in a, a more open and inclusive environment and person's perspectives because I haven't determined that this thing or this frame of mind or this, or these, this culture or these, these people are better than. Yeah. So then what do you think causes, or matter of fact, what do you think really holds a person of power? Let me say it. Yeah, what is that resistance? Again, coming from the perspective of someone in power, why did they resist providing? So I think you answered it in your own question. Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a relinquishing of that power, <laughs> right? No one right. wants that power to be relinquished. Yeah. They want to hold on to it. If we look at, if we look out throughout history, yeah. Um, right, the, the battle has always been against those of power, against those of uh, without power, yeah. a perception of without power. Um, that has always been the battle. And, and even today, and, and it's changes its shape and form, even today it's the same, it's the same story. Oh, yeah. Ones in power are trying to maintain that because they feel as if, because if power is then distributed, Right, if equality or equity is distributed, then um, somehow they are less than, which which just makes no sense to me. So, am I hearing you say that they fear being less than or fear being equal? Yes. Ironically, we, we love to quote, we all created equal. Right. Ironically, we'll cite the Constitution. Right. We hold these truths to be self-evident. <laughs> right. Whose truth? <laughs> right. All right, put it in my Black Panther hat for now. Better put it on, man. <laughs> uh, and and so so here's the interesting thing, though, right? So let's let's talk about this, right? So we have a lens to be able to look at that constitution from that vantage point and say that although um, that is a powerful ideal, we have never met up to that, lived up to that ideal. Yeah. So let's take the. Uh, the flip side of that. Oh, we are American. We, we've lived up to the ideal. Wait, your experience might have been that you have lived up to some level of closeness to, to that ideal, but there is an entire history and an entire people and entire other peoples. Uh, let's just group all of them into minorities 
yeah. who have not experienced or even come close to that ideal to which you are championing as, as a realization of. No way, shape, or form have we realized that ideal, um, but we like to think that we have in certain cultures, in certain um, people, like to think we've come close to that, living up to that ideal. We have not. We never have. Even the authors of uh, the Constitution <laughs> and the Declaration of Independence never did. Um, yet, yet it is a perception that we may be closer to that, um, on that ladder of reaching there for some people and for a vast majority of others, right, talking about power structures, um, vast majority of ours, we are at the bottom of the rung of that ladder, ladder of reaching that ideal. Yeah. So what you're highlighting for me is, um, you know, ideal and reality. And the question, as I even hold up my own hands, that I'm asking myself, what's this gap? What would it take to get from reality to ideal? And I think that's where the conversations have to be had. Or not even probably more so realizing that there is a gap. Right. Some would argue that, okay, there is no gap, but having a conversation around that, acknowledging it, and coming to some form of, uh, I guess, conclusion, collective conclusion. And then taking the necessary steps to start closing what we perceive to be a gap. And if we can lower the barrier entry and have everyone understand these tools that we're talking about, this skill that we're talking about, to recognize that my truth isn't a, a, the complete truth, right? My truth is a, a truth on the spectrum of truth, right? Meaning that. My black male perspective is different than the white male perspective, that is different than the Indian male perspective, that is, that is different than the black male perspective in England, for example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We it's all much. have a truth, and it's all true to some extent, to some level of perspective. And if we can recognize that it is on a spectrum of truth, then we can say, oh, wait, we need to really have this conversation. And I think what you're highlighting there, again, for me, I heard you mention truth, my truth, and spectrum of truth. I also heard you identify, hey, my lived experience. And because of my lived experience, therefore my perspective is different. Yep. And what, what it takes at that point is a conversation. Yep. Well, what I would argue should be a conversation. And, you know, having willing individuals um, coming to the table to, to dialogue, willing to listen, you know, and, and I'm, you know, listening with intent. Uh, because we don't have all the answers. Even you and I, two black males on this call, you know, your lived experience is completely different than mine. Yeah, I think that's that's where the secret sauce and I find man. 
I, I hear I hear the the conversation of America today, and uh, you know, a lot of folks say, "Well, you know, just listen. I need to be heard." And for me, I agree. And I will say, well, "What's next?" Because as we know, you know, putting the the cake in the oven too long can be burnt, doesn't taste like cake. Right. So, you know, timing is, is of essence. As the conversation is happening, right? Yeah. Here's why I think that, you know what, I'm smiling, right? <laughs> <laughs> because the intent of this entire conversation was to have a conversation about What's the power of conversation? <laughs> right? That was a subject for this episode. Um, and we found, why well, I'm smiling is because we found our way there <laughs> without starting there. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm glad I'm not being recorded for coaching assessment. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have just been opening up... <laughs> Like, that was supposed to be like the first 15 minutes of open up and identifying what we're supposed to be coaching on, right? You did not establish a coaching agreement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, an hour later, we've established a coaching agreement. <laughs> I say to my mentors, "Hey, I'm just being free right now." <laughs> yeah. But now this is this is this is truly wonderful, um, wonderful, and and this and just to be able to talk openly. About various things, and I, you know, me, I, man, my heart lies with just really wanting to see any person thrive, you know. And not to borrow a phrase from Snoop Dogg and um, who was that? Duvall, live your best life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Have my aunt on here singing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple cold ones. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. But that's it right there, right? Live your best life. Yeah. And, and my best life doesn't take away from your best life. And that's what needs to be recognized. Right? I, I've, I've heard, I've had conversations about equity. And equity um, somehow gets translated into uh, a group is more than another group. I, I don't know how that happens, but, but somehow when we hear it, when we, we're translating it, right? Let's take, uh, uh, let's just take Black Lives Matter, for example, and that's blatant and in, 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 uh, in the conversation. Somehow that means to those in power and those who would challenge it, means that Black Lives Matter more than. I don't recognize that being in the, the description. It just says Black Lives Matter, period. It's a statement, Black Lives Matter. It doesn't say no one else matters. It doesn't say that you can't... Um, it doesn't say anyone else matters. It doesn't matter. It just says Black Lives Matter. We're just looking for recognition that lives whom are Black matter. 
Um, and, and that's a conversation of equity. That's not a conversation of you know, one person being more than, right? So my existence doesn't take away from your existence. Me living my best life doesn't take away from you living your best life. We can all live our best lives and thrive. Yeah, what I find interesting is you, you've highlighted the word equity. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to how we, how do we overlay equity with human life? The fact that it's even a question, <laughs> you know what I mean? The fact that it's even a question is why we're having all this conversation in the world, certainly in America. At what point is this person's life more important or less than this person's life? Yeah, but to even have it in a, in a, in a conversation about equity. Equity in itself. And what comes up for me is, okay, and I, I hear what you're saying about you know, one person or one set being more valuable than the other, but I think that word equity and value is something greater than. And I think that's where some, and I can't, again, I'm just thinking without even research, probably put more weight on equity, the deeper than, the greater than aspect of equity, as opposed to just honoring each person as a human. Which comes back to the whole notion about power. I'm in power if I feel that I give it out, hey, you know, I'm distributing the equity, you know, to be on equal footing. Now I may feel less than. Well, what is what are you really saying? What are you really getting at? Hmm. So here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing I don't know what to, how I'm going to chop this up, but what I'm hearing is um, moral or morality, just human being, just I, I respect it. And then I'm hearing um, policy, right? So equity is falling under policy, and you know, just being a, uh, respecting you as a human being, and you living your best life as morality. And, and I, I would agree with you that when we talk equity from the standpoint of policy, we, we have people who throw up their arms and say, hold on, wait, that's not fair, right? Without taking into consideration their path in life simply because of their skin color and the opportunity that it affords them versus a, a, a black person and the opportunities that is afforded to them simply because of their skin color. And, and what I mean by that is if we're, if we're looking at equity from a policy standpoint 
and looking at systemic racism, right, as part of, of the system, um, then there are and have been policies in the past and present that has created a more difficult situation for um, a black person than almost any other race in America. So when I talk, when we talk equity, the, of, from a policy standpoint, it's really, let's take away the things that are creating more, at a minimum, let's take away the things that are creating more challenge for the black person or for the minority and ensure that everyone to the highest ideal of the constitution has an equal opportunity um, for success, which might mean because of the past history that, uh, what is it, in, 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 in sports, in, in golf, you have a handicap, right? So that, that, which might mean that I might need, or even in racing, um, in track and, and few, I might need that bit more of a head start because of the systemic situations that are beyond uh, scope for me to be able to handle. I might need a bit more of a head start to be able to have equal footing. Yeah, so I think what you're describing for me is structural racism as opposed to the open you know, as most would describe racism in terms of, you know, hate crimes and things like that. I'm not saying you're taking away from that particular aspect. Of right, 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 right. As you would describe it, it sounded more like the structural piece, the policies. Right. I, I just, so much, so much. And the sadness in my heart on all of this is, um, again, I come back to the word equity, where we devalue human life for the word equity. Because I believe that this is greater than what a lot of folks are, are have a conversation about today. Or I say greater than, I should say deeper than. Uh, and some people probably just don't want to be called out to, to define what that really means. We have opportunity. Yeah. We have opportunity uh, to continue to drive a conversation um, that will be supportive of everyone, right? And as, as coaches or as change agents, as those who look to support others, we have a great opportunity to help um, helps people open up um, their perspective, give them this space to open up their perspective without judgment, without, without uh, any type of hindrance, um, and allow them to explore how they've shown up um, and how they could show up um, in a more um, open and inclusive environment. Yeah, that, that's so greatly needed. 
uh, a lot of people are, are they just yearn for that opportunity, that, that sacred space um, to just to do just that, just to have that conversation. You know what you know, right? And then of course, there's the known unknown and the unknown unknown. Right. But just to be able to start voicing it, having the courage to want to voice it, um, and then of course, someone else having the ability to, to, to sustain a space that's trusting. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of people uh, are hesitant to want to have the conversation. You know, it could be one-on-one, it could be in a group scenario, but I think it's a, there's a hesitancy because of lack of trust. Which then comes back, well, yeah, just lack of trust. So they come back to anything. So what's next, bro? So I think for, for, for this conversation, right, I think that you have just started the topic for the next episode. How I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, you have just started the topic for the next episode because that space, as you described it, a sacred space um, is truly that. Um, and not everyone has had the opportunity to have that experience of being able to be in a sacred space like that um, and do self-exploration with a coach um, mirroring them um, and in complete and utter support without judgment. Um, that is not a common environment. And I want to be able to dig into it, what it looks like, um, and how it's supportive it is uh, in our next episode. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have a cousin who used to always use this phrase. It never made any sense until now. He'd be like, you know what happened to the fish when he opens his mouth? The hook goes in and he's now dinner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you just got hooked. I just got hooked. <laughs> Yeah, you just got hooked, man. You just got hooked. Now, now, let me remind you, every time you used to say that phrase, we already had a couple of uh, uh, liquid motivation in us by then. Oh, there you go. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, that phrase we use because you talk too much. Shut up. <laughs> you oh, brought, goodness. brought oh, yeah. good insight. All right, and... and, and you know, normally our conversations, we go for two, three hours. I don't think anybody want to listen to us for two, three hours. No. Um, but I think it is a conversation or, or at least a, a, a glimpse behind the curtain and, you know, that they can have an opportunity to see um, or, or kind of sense what that experience can look like. Okay. You know, because, you know, coaching, you, you, you talk about coaching, you talk about that, and people still don't really grasp it. Um, and the value that it can entail until they experience it. So I think it, describing and having a conversation around the space that we create as coaches uh, in support of the client, for the client, um, 
I think that will be an interesting behind the curtains look. Got it. Boom. I'm excited. I'm excited about it too, man. You know, as I reflect on, on today's episode, and I do apologize for, um, we just went down various different rabbit holes, but the conversations felt so, so natural and fluid. I couldn't help myself. Right. Um, this was good. I, again, I didn't know what to expect. And I, I want to thank you for inviting me here. Um, it was good. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it because uh, you got a lot more on you. So I got a lot many more episodes in to be able to have this conversation so that the people can get a glimpse into um, some of the uh, powerful and insightful uh, conversations again, I said it again, uh, that we have um, that I think is going to be quite fruitful for them as we look at explore more and right? as we go deeper into um, ourselves, we talk about introspection, um, deeper into ourselves and how we show up and how we can transform into the highest expression of ourselves. Um, that journey is one that uh, requires a lot of a lot of work, right? A lot of tugging and pulling, a lot of um, conversations like this, conversation with oneself, certainly. So, and not be seen as crazy even when you have this conversation. No. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to the Explore More podcast, season number two with myself, Ralph Plaskett, and Lorenzo Seabrook. Join us next time for episode number three. You won't want to miss it. I promise that. Hey, while you're here, go ahead and explore more by going to ralphplaskett.com, ralphplaskett.com, as well as um, truecompass.org. Those are two websites that you can visit to learn more about Lorenzo Seabrook and myself. And certainly, you can explore more of the services that we have uh, to offer, coaching services. Certainly, in this type of condition that we find ourselves in with the pandemic, um, we are in desperate need of um, personal development people. Um, professionals, might I add. And that ranges uh, across the full spectrum. Some people may not, may need coaches, uh, mentors. Um, some people may need, uh, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists. Some people may need whatever they need in order to be well and whole and in order to nurture their well-being. And there's no shame in that, right? I want to emphasize that, right? There's there has been a stigma in society in the past about um, you know getting help, and you know, if you need help, if you need a therapist, if you need someone to talk to, um, if you need you're getting stuck in your goals and you need to be able to move forward, if you're you're just not dealing well with with life and you need to be able to process through all of this, you need to seek the appropriate help. So. There you have it, guys. That's my uh, that's my two minute spiel. There, I'm so happy that you can join us this week for episode number two. Join us next time for episode number three, and I can't wait to see you there. <laughs>